Physics Biz, a science podcast in English by the grade 11 students of Notre Dame du Sud. So we're back for another episode of Physics Bits. Uh, two new students this time from our grade 11 class who are going to talk to us about uh, one of the more interesting and unique uh, phys- uh, figures of physics in the 20th century, Richard Feynman. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Rose. And hello, I'm Basil. So we have uh, Rosa and Basil who are going to talk to us about Feynman. Uh, so, how about we start as usual with a little summary about uh, uh, who he was, what he did, you know, just no, no technical details necessarily, just to give a general outline. Who wants to start? Rose, you want to start? Yes. All right. So, uh, Richard Feynman uh, was born in May 11, 1918 uh, in Queens and died uh, in 1988 in LA. Um, as a child, uh, he already had a talent for engineering and mm-hmm. uh, in fact, uh, he maintained a whole experimental laboratory uh, at his home. Mm-hmm. Um, an IQ test uh, administrated in high school uh, estimated his IQ at uh, 125 high, uh, which is uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, when he was uh, 15, he taught himself uh, advanced maths uh, like trigonometry, uh, analytic uh, geometry or infinite series. Uh, While he was still uh, very young, uh, he even joined uh, the Manhattan Project, uh, which is the American uh, atomic bomb project uh, undertaken during World War II. As a short side note, we had one of our other students from the grade 12 class. They did a whole presentation on the Manhattan Project. So if anybody's interested, you can go and listen to the episode, right? We'll do a little in-house advertising. Go ahead, Rose, continue if you want, or Basile. Uh, in 1965, uh, he won a Nobel Prize for his work in uh, quantum electrodynamics yeah. and uh, he contributed to science in a number of uh, different ways, mm-hmm. including uh, the development of what are called uh, Feynman diagrams. Yeah, which Basil tried to teach us in uh, 10 minutes in English uh, and it was very difficult. <laughs> but uh, in addition uh, of being a great scientist, uh, he was also uh, a great teacher and uh, a great explainer. And in fact, uh, one of his nicknames was uh, the Great Explainer. Mm-hmm. So, so he's very well known also effectively for his teaching. Uh, he taught a very famous course uh, at Caltech. And his course notes, uh, most physicists, uh, they have it at home. I still use it when I want to think of new ways of teaching something that uh, you guys might have in class. Uh, very, very original and He's very, he's very much a physicist, so he was very good at math, but he's a good, very physical intuition. Uh, so, uh, maybe, uh, Basil, you're going to give us a short summary of sort of what uh, he talked about in his life, in his research. Uh, uh, I think Rose mentioned quantum electrodynamics and some Feynman diagrams. I know you like those a lot. Yes. So, uh, quantum dynamics is, uh, electrodynamics mm-hmm. is a very tough uh, subject, mm-hmm. but I try to explain you uh, what I understand uh, from mm-hmm. this subject. So, it's a theory that uh, explains how uh, electrons interact mm-hmm. and uh, apart the gravitation and the radioactivity. It's um, one of the most important uh, law uh, which um, uh, 
which explain the phenomenon in the universe. Right. So just to uh, make a short summary, we, we learned in grade 10 that we have basically four fundamental interactions. Like you mentioned, we have gravitation, we have stuff related to uh, radioactivity, we also have stuff related to the way the atom stays together, so the weak and the strong force. And the other fundamental interaction is what we call electromagnetism. And we're going to have another group talk about James Clerk Maxwell, who's famous for what he did on electromagnetism in the 19th century. Uh, so what you're saying, quantum electrodynamics is like a, the theory of electrons and electric and magnetic fields, but at a quantum scale. Yeah. Okay, so I'll let you continue. And then um, Richard Feynman uh, found a way to represent uh, the electrons' uh, interactions, mm -hmm. and it's called a Feynman diagram. Yeah. And uh, because electron and positron uh, can interact with photon, which are particles from another field. Right, the, the electromagnetic field. Yeah, exactly. And uh, our universe doesn't uh, evolve just like one of the Feynman uh, diagram. Mm -hmm. It, it evolves uh, like uh, the superposition of every uh, Feynman diagram at the exact same time. So the idea being that each Feynman diagram represents one way that they can interact. Exactly. But uh, with quantum theory, there's always a, there's an element of probability. So we don't say things happen concretely. We sort of say there's a this is the probability of this happening. This is the probability of this happening. Uh, and so what you're saying is with Feynman diagrams, we sort of do the calculations of all these interactions by taking all the different types of interactions corresponding to different diagrams and then sort of mixing them together and sort of making a sum average of all that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And um, it is the hardest thing uh, in the, to understand uh, with the quantum's uh, mechanical theory mm -hmm. uh, so far. Uh, yeah. I found it uh, very difficult. Well, I think the, it's normal that you find it very difficult because technically you shouldn't be doing it before at least four more years or five years. Uh, it's part of what we call quantum field theory. So you guys have seen fields, I think, in physics this year, right? Yeah. So fields is a very general notion we use in physics. And when we talk about quantum fields is the idea of fields, but at that scale of the atom or the quantum scale, as we call it. So he's very much known for these Feynman diagrams, which made the calculations much easier yes. for these kinds of things. Uh, did you guys find what else he sort of maybe worked on or what else he's uh, known for? Anything that he's famous for in general? Because he did a lot of work, obviously, but... Uh, just find uh, this work and the fact that he's a, a very good explainer yeah so he was he was an excellent teacher not only as a, as a teacher to students but also in explaining to other physicists or taking notions that were very complex and making them understandable um, so let's go to some of the questions that your classmates had there were a few in there uh, so you already answered one uh, what is this uh, whole quantum electrodynamics what we call QED uh, did you guys find any fun facts about Richard Feynman? <laughs> um, I know that uh, he was a late speaker and uh, he didn't speak until uh, three years old. Ah, I didn't know that. And then when he spoke, he talked about quantum fields and, uh, <laughs> and trigonometry. Uh, yeah, so he's, uh, like I was telling you guys before, he's, uh, he's very well-known. He's very, what we call, bigger than life in that he was... Uh, he was interested in a lot of things other than just science, and he, he had a very charismatic presence. Um, did you guys find any interesting quotes from Feynman? 
I know you were shaking your phone just before to try to hope to make it come back because you'd found one. Didn't you? <laughs> Did it come back? Uh, not really. Not really? Okay, so do you guys, uh, you didn't find any particular quotes that you had uh, found interesting? No? I think that uh, it's, uh, uh, you must uh, not fool yourself and uh, you are the only person to fool. Ah, well, that's very good. That's very good. Um, so there was one question. I think somebody who tried tried to understand your presentation on the Feynman diagrams and who had some issues with it put a question. Why is it that in this theory, some electrons go into the future and some of them go into the past? Okay. So in, in fact, you did talk about some electrons that go to the future and some that go to the past and there's positrons and there's weird stuff happening. What the hell? What, what, what is all that about? So it's a bit difficult and I didn't really understand it, but I can explain or okay. try to explain. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, electron and positron are defined by a complex number and uh, a phase. Yeah. So the complex number is different for every electron and right. every positron. But the phase change, mm -hmm. and that's how we can know if it's an electron or a positron. Because okay. when it's an electron, uh, so the phase were represented by a circle mm -hmm. of colors, and mm -hmm. uh, the, when the phase change, the color also change. Okay. And uh, the phase uh, turn clockwise for the electrons, and uh, for the phase of the positron, it turns uh, counterclockwise. Okay, and so this sort of representation corresponds to the idea of moving in time. Is that uh, the idea? Yes, it's when electrons and uh, positron moves in uh, space-time, the phase change. Okay. So I think it's, as you said, a very, 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 very complicated thing to talk about without any equations and even with equations even more difficult. But I think in general, what we want to think of in science is that, in physics, is that so time, while we, as in our general experience, we, we can only go forward in time. We can't go back in time, despite what some of you might want. Uh, we can only go in one direction, but the laws of physics is what we call symmetrical in time. That means that there's nothing in our equations which have time as a parameter, which tell us you should be going in this way or that. We can change the direction. And so what we notice is that you can take an equation that describes an electron going forward in time and sort of the same equation uh, corresponds to the description of what we call an, a positron, which is the anti-electron going backwards in time. So. What does that mean in and of itself? Well, that's a much more complicated question, but at least in terms of the equation, that's how it is. Uh, okay, well, we're nearly done. So did you guys find anything else that you might want to bring up or you found, what did you, I, I suppose you found it difficult researching yeah, Feynman. But because very inst interesting because yeah. it's the first step in uh, quantum electrodynamics. So yeah. this was And what cool. he's, his contributions to, to 20th century physics are among the greatest. So. And he's a very interesting and funny and fun character. Um, okay, well, that was a really good job for something that's kind of difficult. So thank you very much. Uh, so thank you, uh, Rosa and Basile. And we'll be back next time uh, with another episode featuring a new scientist. Thank you very much.